God, we thank you for yet another opportunity that you've given us to visit with you and to uh, receive your word that is life, that is strength, that is peace. And so right now, speak to our hearts, Lord God. Show us, lead us, guide us, help us, encourage us, Lord God. You say your word is life, is the truth, and we need it, Lord God Almighty. We drink from your living waters, which is your word today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. God, God bless you. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we began a message last week about secrets to God's blessing. Secrets to God's blessing. And it's a message centered on how we can be blessed by God, how we can be in the space in our life where we are not just settling for second best, but we, are, we really want the very best of God. Uh, and God just doesn't want us to have a casual relationship with him. He wants our cup to overflow. Uh, he wants to make our lives as an extension of his grace. He wants to come alive in us so that others will see the good work that he's doing through us so that they too will turn to him. So God wants to use us in a big way as a carrier of his grace. He wants to use us as a living proof that he's still alive and he's still transforming lives. Uh, and so the question is, how can we be blessed by God? Uh, and uh, I encourage you now and for the rest of your life to, to seek the ultimate blessing of God, uh, to seek to God to show himself uh, as the God of wonders, the God of all grace, the, the God who says, I will protect you, I will care for you, I will shepherd you like a sheep, I will cause your cup to overflow. Uh, my goodness will be o o o on your life. The God who says, I want you to live uh, in a place where you are watered, even in dry season that you've been blessed. And where we find uh, it come together, uh, where God's blessing upon us, it's in uh, the last portion of the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6, 13. Matthew 6, 13. Uh, and this, Jesus taught us this prayer. And at the end, he said, he said, he said let me re remind you of this and, and say this to the praise and glory of God. And every, every blessing of God, every promise of God is a, is a blessing he shares upon us. And so it goes like it says, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And these three words, kingdom, power, and glory, are the secrets uh, to receiving God's best in your life. Kingdom, power, and glory. Kingdom, power, and glory. And so for you and I to be blessed by God, here are three things that we've got to focus on. One, we've got to seek God's kingdom. Two, we've got to depend on his power. And three, we've got to live for his glory. Seek God's kingdom, depend on his power, live for his glory. Amen. And so last week we began by looking at that. Uh, we said, you know, God blesses people who seek his kingdom, who seek his kingdom. And, and what does God's kingdom mean? God's kingdom resides wherever we put God first, God first. And so we live in this world, but we're not of this world, right? Uh, there's, a, there, there's, a, there's a kingdom of God, uh, and then... The world that we live in, the natural world that we live in, but God says you can tap into the spiritual world, the kingdom of God, and it happens when you seek me first. Seek me first. And so in Matthew 6.33, Jesus tells, he says what? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. All these things, your finances, your emotions, your family, your health, your job life, 
uh, your physical life, every area of your life, God says, I will throw that in there. This is an insurance policy that says when you see God first, uh, it comes, uh, amen, with a lot of goodies. Everything, all, 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 not just a few, but all. And last week, we broke it down. He says, how, how, where do we need to seek God first? Well, in every area of your life, but particularly where we need to be attentive to, that is in these five areas first, in your finances, in your interest, in your relationship, uh, in, uh, uh, in your uh, as schedule, and then in your trouble, even when you're going through bad times. In your finances, seek God first. God says, I'm going to bless you, but as an act of faith, I'm going to test you to see if you are generous, if you sow into godly causes. God says, bring the first and the best. Uh, begin with the house of the Lord. Uh, sow a tithe into the house of the Lord, which is 10%, uh, and God will bless you with that 90% where you have even more to eat than to spare to be able to be generous to others as well. Uh, in your interest, uh, I will say, whatever you to the glory of God. In all your relationships, God says, be an example uh, in your home, uh, within your siblings, in your parenting, on the job, in the church, in the community. You know, let God shine in your life. Uh, keep me, uh, do it as unto the Lord. He says, I'll bless you mightily in all your relationships. Uh, also in your schedule, we, we say, you know, we, we talk about, it says, teach us to number our days. And God is saying, so that we'll apply our hearts to wisdom. That the very first uh, moments of your life, spend that with God in prayer and worship. Uh, and the rest of your life will go very well. Uh, even in your trouble, God says, call upon me in times of trouble. I will deliver you and you honor me. God should not be the last resort, but it should be the very first uh, place that we go to. You know, when things are not working in our life. So uh, God says, if you seek me first, first, finances, interest, relationships, schedule, and time. Uh, and, and, and your trouble, he says, what all other things I will add unto you. Here's what we also looked at. Uh, that uh, uh, secondly, also, you know, God blesses people who depend on his power. For thine is the kingdom, and thine is the power. And when we focus and depend on God's power, big things happen to us. We looked at this portion of scripture, Psalm 84, verse 5. He says, you, God, will what? bless all who depend on you for their strength. Uh, and, and when we depend on God, God will really, really bless us. Uh, and, the, and the key that we pulled from uh, this teaching was this, that the more I depend on God, what will happen? The more God will bless me. Amen. So all these teachings are right there on our church website. I want to encourage you to go back and, and hear it and watch it. Watch it again. Sink it in your heart. And so today as we continue, the question here is that, is that how do we depend on God? We depend on God by faith. When we trust in God, then we depend on him. Amen. Uh, I think most of us don't automatically know how to depend on God. It doesn't come naturally. We, we, we want to depend on ourselves. We want to depend on our job. We want to depend on our family. We want to depend on even our own skills and our strength. And God says, hey, uh, don't discount yourself, but depend on God, and God will empower you, empower you to do that. Uh, and so let me share with you a few ways that God says uh, how we can grow our faith so how do i develop my faith so when god says for those who depend on me i will bless them how do we develop my faith the first is you know to develop our faith what i must what take risks to obey god to develop my faith to grow my faith i must take risk to obey god it's a matter of this deciding to take a risk God has given each of us an element of faith. 
And we grow our faith when we stretch ourselves beyond our comfort zone. You say, well, I've never done this before, and so I'm not going to do that. Well, you're not, you're, not, you're not acting in faith to trust in God. You can't grow without taking risk. And, and risk uh, uh, takes faith. Amen. It takes faith. God wants to bless your life. God wants to, you to do, do, go beyond your comfort zone. So he wants us to exercise faith in him. And so the more we exercise faith in God, which takes risk, the more God's going to bless us. There are lots of stories in the Bible about people who took risks. That's what faith is, taking them, you know, not, 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 not depending on myself, not saying I've never done this before, I've never gone here before, and so I, I will never do that. But since God says he will bless me if I do this, and so by faith, I'm trusting in God. One of the most familiar stories is in Exodus 14. This is the story of Moses as he led the people out of Egypt into the promised land. And when they left Egypt, they, they ran into a problem, which is the Red Sea. Uh, and here is the Red Sea in front of them, which they can go past, surpass by themselves. Uh, and then behind them also were the Egyptian army who was heading towards them. And so what should they do? Moses says, stand still. The people say, we want to go back. We want to go back. We don't want to, you know, drown in this water. And we don't want to stay here to be crushed by the Egyptian army. But God comes in and says, no, don't stand still. No, don't go back, but go forward. Go forward. Yes, there is the raging sea in front of you, but watch what I'm going to do. And what happened? When they took a step of faith and they stepped, the first person who stepped his foot into the sea, the sea began to open. And, and, and this is where our faith develops. This is how we depend on God. My brother, my sister, faith is moving in the direction of what only God can do. Not what we can do. Oftentimes, we want to move in the direction of what we can do. Well, your growth will be stunted. If you are only looking to do what you are able to do, you and I by ourselves, we can accomplish much. Our accomplishment will be limited. But faith is moving towards only what God can do. Even when we are afraid, even when we are not sure how it's going to turn out, it is not dependent on ourselves, our skills, our ability, our experience, but it's dependent on the strength of God. And so, my brother, my sister, don't wait until you feel powerful or you feel confident inside to take that step because you probably will not. If you say, well, I'm, I feel so good about this, then I'm going to move forward. You're going to miss out on a lot of blessing opportunities for God in your life. The disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, show us how to increase our faith. We've seen that you are a man of faith and you go where others have not gone. You don't live in fear. You are always doing things that we are not sure how it's going to turn out, but the end works well. And so we want to live by faith. Show us, show us how to increase our faith. Amen. And here's what Jesus told them. He said, the apostles, look at this, uh, in Luke 17, 5 to 6, he said, the apostles said to the Lord, Lord, show us how to increase our faith. The Lord answered, if you had faith even as small as a master's seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. He says, you just got to move. 
something that cannot be moved. Trust in God and act on your faith and it will happen. Faith is doing what God says he will bless in your life. Faith is, is obeying God where he has already said that if you do this, here's what I'm going to do in your life. And that's how we are blessed by God. We depend on God when we take God at his word. He said he will do it. He didn't say you do it. He says, trust me and I will do it. And what? We've got to what? Step into that space where we take the risk to, to obey God. And you, no one has failed by trusting in the Lord. Bank on God. Bank on God and he will never let you down. Here's an example of, uh, of, a, of a guy who brought his son over who had seizures, epilepsy, and he was so distraught. He believed that God can heal him. And so Jesus was busy. So he took him to his disciples and says, pray for my son because I know that you have the power. God has the power to heal him. This disease throws him into water and into fire. I'm afraid that it will, it will kill him. So he goes and the disciples pray and, and nothing happens. And he brings him to Jesus. And here's the dialogue that they have. Look at Mark 9, 21 and 23. Jesus asked him, he says, how long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy, the spirit often throws him into the fire onto water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us. So he, has, he, he believes that God can do something. Have mercy and help us. If you can. What do you mean if I can? Jesus answered, anything is possible if a person believes. It's not that I can. He says, you trust in God by acting on your faith. Have possibility faith. Have action faith. It's not if. I said, what do you mean? You should have just stopped by saying, have mercy on us and help us. That's where you should have, because God will help you. God will see you through. God will solve your problems. God will make a way where there's no way. But do you believe that God can do it? Do you believe that God, are you in that space where you want, you are expecting your miracle? Take out the if God can and believe in God. And here's what Jesus, he, Jesus put it back on him. Anything is possible if a person can believe. Not believe in yourself because he's asking God to help him. Believe that God will have mercy on you. Anything is possible if you believe that God will help you. Anything is possible if you believe that God will make a way with this no way. Hey, glory to Almighty God. So how we grow our faith, my brother, my sister, to take a risk to obey God where he says he will bless you. Amen. And God will come through for you. Now here's an opposite example. Here are folks who really did not believe that God will come through. And so here's what happened. They heard the good news. One group of people, they received it. They acted on that and it worked for them. Another group of people, they heard the good news and they dismissed it. Oh, it's not going to work. We haven't done it before. We haven't seen anyone that's happening, so it's not going to happen. And so it did not work for them. And so we will be in this boat where when we know what God wants to do in our life and yet we dismiss it. Oh, you don't know my situation. You know, with my age, with my family situation, you know, with the place I come from, with the people I live with, with the kind of circles I run about, these things don't happen and so it can never happen. You are not anybody. You are God's child. God is not looking to treat you like anyone else. And so look at what happened. Look at what happened. Look at Hebrews 4.2. He says, for we, we, what? we heard the good news just as they did. They heard the message, but it did them no good. Because when they heard it, they did not accept it with faith. 
He says, we heard the good news. We heard it. It worked for us. We applied it. We believed it. We put it into practice in our family, in our marriage, in our parenting, on the job, in our health, in our community. It worked for us. But they also heard the message. And they dismissed it. They didn't accept it with faith. They didn't act on it. And so the message was what? No good to them. And that's what's going to happen, my brother and my sister. Unfortunately, sadly, when God has over 7,000 promises that he wants to bring to pass in your life. And he's looking for you to be a participant. He's looking for you to get engaged. He's looking for you to act on it. He says, if you do this, then I will do this. Why does God say these things? Because the Christian faith is not a ritual. It is a relationship. God wants you to come alongside him. And together, they have the excitement. Live this adventure of your changed life. Not only sitting somewhere in the corner and says, God, do this. Give me a nice car. Give me a nice home. Bless my family and so forth. And I'll take it and I'll go mind my own business. The devil will take that blessing and literally whip you left and right. But God says, come and do it with me. Come, come, come. If you do this, and why does God ask you to do this? Because by doing that, it's an expression of your faith. It's an expression of your faith. We depend on God by obeying God. We depend on God. We demonstrate our trust in God by doing what he says we should do. Faith without works is dead. Amen. And God is saying, get involved. I, I'm looking for your partnership. I'm looking for that relationship with you. And if you do that, great and awesome things will happen in your life. Look at what the prophet Jeremiah, a man inspired by the Holy Spirit, tells us. Jeremiah 17, 7. It couldn't be any straighter. He says what? I, God says what? Will bless the person who puts his trust in me. I will bless the person who puts their trust in me. Very simple. Put your trust in me. Get dialed in. Get dialed into God. So my brother, my sister, what is it that God wants you to do that you haven't done? Step out in an area of faith. Maybe it's a step of committing your life to God. You really are not dialed in 100% with God. And God will not bless a half commitment. Everything that God has been doing in your life so far has been trying to get you to a place where you will totally surrender to God. You totally submit to God. You get to a place where you are dealt in 100%, a thousand percent. You are an obedient follower of God. And God has been leaving you those breadcrumbs to lead you to that place. How long is it going to take? Oh, for the, the, all the goodness, the mercy, and the compassion of God. You haven't seen anything yet. That's just the icing on the cake. That's just a little bit crumb. He says, come, there's more, there's more, there's more, there's more. And he says, I will bless the person who puts their trust in me. And you go all in, go all in. Get down into God. Serve God. 
Serve God in your family. Serve God on a job. Serve God in your local church. Serve God in your community. Stand up for God. Let today be that day where you take that step of faith so that God oh, will open the windows of heaven and pour blessing upon you. Experience that uncommon favor. I will bless the person. The word blessing means something supernatural from heaven will happen in your life. Something that not supposed to happen. It is not supposed to happen. It doesn't happen every day for everybody. But God will single you out and pour a blessing on you because you have depended on his power. How? By trusting in him. Amen. And so faith, faith is what taking risk to obey God. Secondly, also, our faith is strengthened by problems. Our faith is strengthened. This is where we lose faith in God. See, many people trust God for a month or two and when things seem to work a little bit rather than, rather than dialing in and leaning in on God when they run into a little bit of roadblocks, they just basically pull back. And life can be troublesome. Life can uh, have some fearful circumstances, but God says, stay the course. Stay the course. Stick with me to the end of your life. And that demonstrates, that demonstrates a, a, a trusting in God that God says, I will bless. That the more you depend on God, God will, will bless you. For thine is the power. You depend on God's power by trusting in him all the time. Not, not being a part-time believer of God. Not only showing up when times are good and just re retreating when times are bad. You see, God will test our faith not to ruin us but to strengthen us our faith is strengthened by problems and god knows that he can only bless faith he can bless doubt he can only bless faith and so he'll put you and i into situations where we have the opportunity to exercise our faith in god and god will test your faith through these 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 through difficulties through delays through detours through dead ends there will be seasons in your life where it's like, I know this is going to happen, and it's not happening. All kinds of delays coming your way. That's an opportunity to trust in God. There will be areas, times in your life where there are detours. You want to go in this direction, and something comes in to try to obstruct your path. And what are you going to do? Get frustrated and quit. Those detours are also seasons to exercise faith in God, to grow your faith when it seems like you are in the lo longest stoplight of your life. God says, wait on me in faith. I am preparing the way ahead of you. That's not the end of things. And so we must have faith in God when we go through delays, when we go through detours. There will also be difficulties in your life. Situations where you can't handle that may seem unbearable, or a hassle, a, a challenge, or a difficulty. This is not when we lose faith or run from God through difficulties. Where we stand firm in God and our faith grows and God rewards faith. He said, rewarder of those that diligently seek after him. And then there are dead ends. So there will be delays, there will be detours, there will be difficulties, there will be dead end. I mean, a roadblock right there, you are stopped in your truck. You can't go behind, you can't go to the left, you can't go to the right, you can't go over right, you can't go on and on. You're just stuck where you are. You're stuck where you are. This is not a time to give up. This is not a time to say, I'm going to try something else. You stick with God. And why God lets these things happen to us? 
is that through all these situations, our faith has the opportunity to grow. Our faith has the opportunity to grow that we are waiting on God. We're not waiting on our skills. We're not waiting on our abilities. We're not waiting on that. We are waiting on God. And through that, God is nurturing us. He's building our faith. He's increasing our joy. He's building our, our, our patience, our, our, our determination, our stamina. God is building our character through those seasons in life. He's getting us to a place where our faith will grow because the more we have faith in God and depend on God, the more God gets to bless us. He blesses those who depend on him. Here's an example here. Paul is going through a difficult time and he tells us, oh, we thank God for passages like this in the Bible. So Sometimes we feel like when we come and, and, and our believer that everything is going to go great for us. But God... Accepts us where we are, but doesn't leave us where we are. There's a growth, maturity process that he takes us through, and many times it is there through these difficult seasons that we, our lives is built up by God. So look at this. I mean, Paul is speaking. In uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 10, he says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about what? The trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were what? Crushed. And what? Overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we will never live through it. In fact, we were expected to die. <laughs> but as a result, we did what? We stopped relying on ourselves and learned to do what? Rely only on God. You see that? You see how problems can grow your faith if you stick with God. We start relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God. Let's read on who what? Who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from the moral danger. And he will rescue us again. We placed our confidence in him. And he will continue to rescue us. How do you get to a place in your life, my brother and my sister, where you can say, I've placed my confidence in God. He will rescue me. And he will continue to rescue me. When you're going through difficulties and challenges, it is, your faith grows through that experience. Not when the victory is won, not when breakthrough comes away, but when you are in the battle, when you are in the fight, in the storm, God says, I will increase your faith. I will raise up a higher stand. I will give you stamina. I will give you courage. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. I will give you strength. And even though the problem is, is not, hasn't left you, but the problem doesn't have you anymore. I will cause my peace that surpasses all understanding to surround your heart and your mind. I will inoculate you from fear, from doubt, from worry. I will take that away from you. You're going to be stronger in the midst of your problems by trusting in the Lord. He says, we thought we were going to die. We were overwhelmed. We were crushed. We, we, beyond our ability to endure it. But then we relied on God. Then we say, oh boy, there's a God who can raise the dead to come to life. There's a God who's promised us a amen. There's a God who's powerful than what we can do. Who is greater than our problems, greater than our storm. And when we began trusting in the Lord, here's what happened. We gained the confidence. Oh, glory to Almighty God. And yes, God got us out through that, but we are better off. We are better off. We are better off through our problems than we've ever been. Now we have the confidence. We have the confidence that God will continue to rescue us whenever we run into germs in life. Our faith is strengthened by problems. Glory to Almighty God. 
Yes, what, yes, what, yes, what the Bible tells us. I love this portion of scripture. Look at James 1 12. It says, What? God will bless you if you don't give up. When your faith is being tested, He will what? Reward you with what? A glorious life. And so God says, Depend on my power. How? By trusting in me. Trusting in me. Take a risk to obey God even when you don't feel like it. Do what you've never done. Because God says so. And even your problems, stick with God. Dial in with God. Dig your heels in, in your commitment, in your faithfulness, in your obedience, in your trust to Almighty God. And it says, I will bless you if you don't. You've got two choices when you go through problems. You can either give up on God, give up on faith, throw in the towel, quit where God has placed you, or you can what? trust in God. And when God says, when you trust in God, I will bless you by rewarding you with what? A glorious life. A glorious life. Amen. So how do we develop our faith by obeying God, by, by in, in problems, standing firm with God all the way? The third is this, that our faith is what reinforced by what? Prayer. 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 Oh, we, we run to God when we have problems. We run to God when we are disturbed. We run to God when we don't know what to do. We run to God. Every time, every time, that's, a, that's our number one, our, 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 amen, tactic, motto in life. You got a problem? Go to God. You're sick? Go to God. Something happened you, you don't like? Go to God. Amen. Our, and when we come to God, our faith, our faith is reinforced. Look at what Jesus said. Look at Luke 18.1. 18.1, he says, well, Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that what? They should always, what? Pray and not give up. So you got two choices. You got two choices in life. You can either give up when times are bad, situations are rough, hardship come your way. You can either give up or you can pray. And God is saying you should pray. Because when you pray, you won't give up. When you pray, you have the stamina. When you pray, you have the courage. When you pray, amen, you begin to feel that you're not alone. God is with you. When you begin to pray, God will take the problem off your shoulders. That even though the problem is still there, you don't have it, but God has it. And so you should pray. Our faith is, is reinforced by faith. Amen. Our faith is reinforced by prayer. Our faith is reinforced by prayer. Look at this amazing portion of scripture. And count with me uh, the number of times God uses the word prayer or prayer. There are about five of these. Five of these. Amen. In this short passage of scripture. James 5, 13 through 16. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them what? Pray. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to do what? Pray over them in the name of the Lord. And their what? Prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. Therefore, what? Pray for each other so that you may be healed. That what? Prayer of the righteous person is what? Powerful and effective. This is somebody who is sick. Going through challenges. God says, in five different ways, God says, pray and prayer. Five times. Not one time, not two times, not three times. God is saying, hey, your faith will be strengthened through prayer. Breakthrough comes when we pray. God blesses those who depend on him by what? By praying. Prayer. Through an act of obedience. 
in that space of your life, my brother, my sister, where even in your problems, God says, have faith in me and I will strengthen you. I'll, you will not be broken when you go through difficult times. And also add prayer to that and I will see you through. I'll come to your rescue. I'll bless you mightily. Amen, 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 amen. You know this portion of scripture in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, what? Pray about everything. Tell God your needs. Don't forget to tell him for his answers. And he uses prayer in three different ways. Pray about everything. Tell God your needs. It's prayer. It's supplication. Right? And don't forget to thank him. Thanksgiving is a form of prayer. Right? So three different times he says, come and pray. Come and pray. Tell me your problems. Come and moan and groan and tell me, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. I can't take this. I can't handle this. And he says, come and tell me, God, I've got all these needs that I want you to handle. And then, and then also, thank me. A form of prayer. While you are communicating with God, thank God. He's done big things in your life. The good times that God has brought you far outweigh the troubles that you've ever had in your life. And so thank God for what he did for you yesterday. Even thank God that even in your, in, your, in your terrible situation, it could have been worse if God had not intervened in your situation. It says when you do that, here's what's going to happen. You will what? Experience. Amen. Let's say the word experience. You will what? Experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. It says God's peace will what keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. You see, trust, right, comes through what? Prayer. Our, our, our faith is strengthened through prayer. You will trust in God the more when you come and you lean in on God through the practice of prayer, even in your difficult times. So do you want God's blessing on your life? For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Seek God's kingdom first. How? In all your ways, particularly in your finances, in your interests, in your relationship, in your schedule, and even when you're going through trouble. For thine is the power. Depend on God's power. How? By trusting in God wholeheartedly. Let me give you a third one. Amen. For thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory forever and ever. God blesses those amen, who seek him first. God blesses those who depend on his power. The, the, the third is this. God blesses people who, who also what? Live for his glory. My brother, my sister, you've got to decide in your life that now and for the rest of your life, you're going you're gonna to live for God's glory. That for the rest of your life, that, that you are not going to seek your honor and your glory, but the credit for your life will go to God. That you will live for the glory of God. That you will let God be God in your life and watch what he's going to do. You look back at your life and say, boy, when I was a little girl, a little boy, I never thought this would happen to me. You look at the totality of God's blessing over your life and it will wow you. But it comes when you determine, you determine to live for his glory. God blesses people who live for the glory of God, who want God to make himself famous in our life. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 115, verse 13. 115, verse 13. It says what? God will bless everyone who honors him, the great and the small I like, I love it when God speaks in universal terms. You say, Pastor Mike, this is not for me. This is not for me. He says, he said, with everyone. You say, God, here, everyone? Why are you counting yourself out? Why in the world are you talking yourself out of God's universal blessing? He says, if you will honor me, if you will, if you will live for my glory, if you will live for my glory, what will happen is I 
will bless you regardless of your past, regardless of your challenge, regardless of who you are, regardless of your age, your background, your experience, your past. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God is not concerned about where you came from. He's concerned about where you will go in. What will become of your life? God is the God of new beginnings. And it says, I will bless everyone who will live for my glory. Now, how do you live for God's, God's glory? How do you live for God's glory? Well, one sure way to live, there are hundreds of ways to live for God's glory. Let me give you one. One way you live for God's glory is what? By using your abilities to help other people. God sent us here for a mission. He's given us gifts and talents and opportunities and blessings and so forth, but we don't be a hoarder. We don't be a hoarder, but we use our gifts to help other people. Not so that people can thank us, but people will be blessed by God through our obedience. If you look at your life, God used people to bless you. Every day of your life, every day of your as a child of God, I should raise both hands. I'm a walking miracle, but God is using people to bring glory, amen, to, to let his glory shine. And so when we thank God, there's always somebody, somebody that God used, amen, to bring glory to Almighty God. And so what? We bring glory to God when we help others, help others with our abilities, Glory to Almighty God. Look at this amazing portion of scripture in 1 Peter. 1 Peter 4 verse 10, 11. It says, well, God has given each of you somewhat special abilities. What should we do with that? Be sure to use them to what? Help each other so that God will be glorified. How is God glorified? When we use our gifts, our time. I, I, God has woken it up this morning. Oh, his cause is light to shine in our hearts. He's put his joy in us, his peace in us, his love in our hearts. Don't hold it. Let it go. And it says, then God will be glorified. Light will shine upon somebody, and God gets the glory for that. Same way that God, God, perhaps this, this, this week, this month, last year, oh, glory to God. All your life, God has gotten glory through somebody. And you be that. He says, God gets the glory. God, God says, them knows it. oh, that's my boy. That's my girl. Whatever I put in your heart and your life, look at how they've used that to be a blessing to somebody, and I get, I get glory. God blesses people who live for the glory of God. We are always looking for opportunities, looking for opportunities to be used by God to be a blessing to others, to be a blessing to others. When we help other people, God gets glorified. The way you serve God is by serving others. The way you bring glory to God is by using your abilities, your gifts, your time, your talents, the opportunity, the blessing that God has given you to be a blessing unto others. And God wired us his children, his children to be a contributor, not to be a taker, but to be a giver. Everybody has something to give. Our abilities, what God has given us, our resources, all of them were not given just for our benefit. They were given to benefit other people. And other people's abilities were also given to benefit us. That's why throughout your life, when God wants to bless you, he uses somebody. Sometimes it's a stranger, somebody who will not even remember your name after that event is done. But God, God used them. Glory to all oh, am I preaching to somebody. And when we say to God, be the glory, look at great things he has done. Why, he used somebody. 
And God gets the glory and says, if you want to live for God's glory, also you be that space. You be in that space where you are bringing honor to God by being a blessing unto others. And when you do that, God says, I will bless you the more. I will bless you the more. God blesses. God blesses everyone, everyone who honors him. Every time you are doing something for the glory of God, not for your own benefit, not for your own fame, not for your own glory, not for your own credit, you're doing something without expecting a thank you from anybody. You, 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 you ought to expect a blessing. You ought to expect a blessing from Almighty God. Every time, every time, glory to God, you do something for someone. He says, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, for from God will come your reward. He says, God will bless you, the great and the small alike. And so here's the truth in there. Here's the third truth in there. It is this. The more I help others, the more what? God helps me. Now you say, I want God to help me. I want God to help you. I mean, glory to God, I want God to help you too. But here's how you get blessed. Your pastor, I'm telling you, go and help somebody. Go and be a blessing to somebody. Go and be a blessing to somebody. You say, well, I take care of my friends. I take care of my family. I've done my job. Go beyond your friends and your family. Go beyond your friends and your family and do something for somebody who will never thank you. Because God has given you the opportunity, the blessing. He has given you more than you need, and he wants to use you as a pastor. He wants to use you as a storehouses of his grace. He wants to use you as a carrier of his mercy and his compassion to others. Just the same way God used somebody to bring blessing to you. And the more you help others, the more God will bless you. He says, God will bless everyone who honors him. God wired the universe in such a way that, we be, that he wants us to become like him. God is a good God, so you become like your father by being good. God is a generous God, and so you be generous like your father. God is a compassionate and merciful and a giving God, and, and so you become like your father. And he says, you get blessed by giving and not receiving. You get blessed by helping and not, being, and not just being helped. You get blessed by being a blessing to others. The more you help others, the oh, glory to God. I can't I can hit this drum long enough. And that next level of blessing is going to come by you helping somebody who can never thank you. One day God told Abraham. He says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to other people. I'm not going to bless you just for you, for, for you to feel good. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to others. And that's what God says to you. And here's the question. Has God blessed you? Who are you being a blessing to? Who are you helping? Who are you serving? Is there an area of your life where you can unselfishly volunteer to help other people? Not for pay. Yeah, there are things that God wants you to charge for it. But there are things that God wants you to do for people without expecting anything in return. That is called ministry. It's called ministry. And God says, we are all ambassadors of God. Represent, we are ministers of on their job, in your community, in your family, in your local church. God wants you to do things out of, to be able to minister God's grace, minister God's compassion, minister God's blessing unto people without even expecting thank you. Even when they thank you, you say, to God be the glory. When they call you the next day to thank you, or they don't even thank you, you don't get mad that they didn't thank you. 
because you did it. Glory to God as a minister of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And God has told you, I will bless everyone who honest me. You allowed yourself to, oh, glory to God, to, to bring honor and glory to Almighty God. Now, let me clear one myth. People say, well, you know what? I'm not like this person, so I can't do this. I, you know, we just, we just, oh, look at this person. Look at how they act, look how they sing, look at how they dress, look at how, look at how, they, look at how they look and so forth. I'm not like them. Let me clear this myth. It doesn't take super talent to be used by God. <laughs> when you read the Bible, you see that all the people God, God used were people who really have problems. They said Paul talked too much. They complained that whenever Paul came by, he was so angry. He was so angry. He was an angry man. <laughs> Look at how God used Paul. <laughs> Look at Peter. Peter, at the time that it really mattered, guess what? He denied Jesus three times. But God still used him. <laughs> Glory to Almighty God. Even Judas, God still called him and made him one of the disciples, even though God knows. He says, whatever you're doing, go ahead and do it. He didn't fire him. He didn't fire him as a disciple. He still kept him right in there. It doesn't take super talent to be used by God. You don't have to be super talented to bless people. You say, oh, no, oh, they're not going to like this. I don't know. No, 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 no. They, they, they know people who can do it better than I. So let me just wait. You are blocking your blessing. You are bl God blesses people who help other people. You don't have to be super talented to bring glory to God. You don't have to be super talented to live for the glory of Almighty God. Take what God has given you and use it for the benefit of others, and God will get glory through that. Just use what you've got, whatever you've got, use it where God has placed you. And oh, God will get greater glory out of it. Glory to Almighty God. Oh, look at this. Amen. I love this portion of Scripture, Proverbs 11.25. It says what? The one who blesses other, others is what? Come on, come on, come on. How many of you want to be abundantly blessed? The one who blesses others is what? Abundantly blessed. Those who help others will be blessed. You see, we come to God and we say, God bless me abundantly. God bless me abundantly. God says, stop, 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 stop. Your next blessing is not going to come from you just praying a prayer and then going to mind your own business. It's just praying to God, having faith in God, obeying God, and going out and being a blessing to others. It's sowing into the life of people. It helps others. Your next breakthrough is going to come from an act of living for God's glory. Doing something in the life of God that they will lift their hands and praise God. Oh, look at what the Lord has done. They will forget about you, but they will always remember Almighty God. They will forget about you because you are, you are just an agent, an agent of God. Glory to Almighty God. How many, how many, how many blessings that God has brought you and you've forgotten? You've forgotten about that clerk, that lawyer, that judge, that agent, that doctor. Have you forgotten about them? Because it's not them, but it's what? God who did it. 
And so he says, God will bless you if you allow me to use you. Use what you've got. Use what you've got where you are today, 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 today. You will receive abundant blessing and you will be helped. Glory to Almighty God. I hope the Lord is speaking to you today. For thine is the kingdom. For thine is the power. For thine is the glory forever and ever and ever. God blesses people who seek his kingdom. God blesses people who depend on his power. God blesses people who live for his glory. Kingdom, power, and glory. And the more I put God first, the more God blesses me. The more I depend on God, the more God will bless me. And the more I help others, oh my Lord, God will bless me. I want you to be blessed mightily. I want you to be in a space of your life where <laughs> every good thing that God has in store for you, you lack no good thing. That you're, you're, the Lord your God. Oh, my Lord is blessing you and is doing great and awesome things. He says, I will bless you mightily. I will bless you mightily. I'll bless you mightily. And you go and live these three secrets. God blesses those who seek him. It's those who depend on his power. God blesses those. Glory to God. Who live their lives to help others or for the glory of Almighty God. And here's what God says. Here's what God says. Amen. He says, if you know these things, and you do these things, I will bless you. Not just being a hearer, but a doer. He says, I'll do great and awesome things in your life. Right now, wherever you are. Right now, where you are. Tell God, I want to be blessed by you, and I've heard your word, I, and I want to be a participant. I want to get involved. I want to get involved. I realize that my next blessing, that if all I'm doing is receiving from you, receiving from you, and sitting back and hoping that blessing will fall from heaven, I will plateau very quickly. I want that next level blessing. How many of you want that next level blessing? And so I, I want to dig in. I want to jump in. I want to be a participant. I want to get engaged. I want to get involved. That the more I put you first in my life, the more you're going to bless me. That the more I depend on you, the more you're going to bless me. The more I help others, the more you are going to bless me. And so I want, I want to do this. So today, today, Lord God Almighty, stir my faith. Increase my commitment. Tell God, I want to be used by you wherever, whenever, whatever it is. <laughs> Get to that place, oh my Lord, so that you get dialed in, dialed in, dialed in, dialed in, not holding back. And the Lord will bring mega blessing into your life. Oh, Jesus. Let me pray for you right now as heads are bowed and people are reflecting on your word, Lord God Almighty. Oh, you've made so many promises to us today. Which are yea and amen. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. So come through for your people right now, Lord God Almighty. Activate a heart of commitment to seek you first in every area of their life right now, Lord God. Every doubt, every area where your people are not sure, are not committed. Oh, enable them, empower them 
to choose you first above all else, Lord God Almighty. Today, Lord God Almighty, increase their dependence, increase their faithfulness unto you, Lord God Almighty. Give them the faith of Noah, the faith of David, the faith of Hannah, of Sarah, of Dorcas. Give them the faith of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, of Moses, of Abraham. Lord God, today, Lord God Almighty, oh Jesus, revive the hearts of your people to lean in hard and strong on you. That you bless those who depend on you. And Father, from here on, Lord God Almighty, soften the hearts of your people to be generous, to be generous, Lord God Almighty. Oh, help them to see themselves as an agent of your grace, of your compassion to the others, that the more they help others, the more you will bless them. And so remove every area of resistance or hesitance in their hearts and their mind, Lord God Almighty, and let them be forgiven, let them be forgiven to be used by you, O oh God, to make a difference in the life of others. As you bless them, Lord God. And today, bless your people. Bless your people, mighty God. You are the blessor. You are the giver. Bless your people, oh God, through and through. We love you and we thank you, mighty God. Just for who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen. My brother, my sister, if you've not received Christ as your Savior, why wait? Do that right now. Open your heart to Christ. Uh, let him come in. All the teachings that you've heard today happen when you take that first step of faith. To receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. He says, for God lo so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that when you believe in him, you will not perish, but you will have eternal life. Eternal is God's life in your life, making all the difference. And so let me pray with you a very simple prayer that has been a life changer to me and many who have come to Christ. Pray this simple prayer with me. Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Come in my heart and save me. And make me one of yours. Help me to trust you and to love you from here until I see you face to face. And oh Lord, in heaven where you are is where I want to be on the day I leave this world. And so please Lord, come and take me at your appointed time to be in paradise. Thank you for saving me. My life is yours. Now use me all for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.